0: hello welcome back to the show I'm Jeremy Ryan and we're gonna talk about what releases came out this year that of notable notoriety that's not even a word notoriety
1: notoriety. (laughs) with Spotify and Apple music doing all their year end up wrap up things and whatnot we figured we'd make our own which is way better not in a sense of how many minutes we listen to this album and whatever, but we're just going to give out our favorite releases out of the year. I would tell you they're a top 10, but there's like a top 13 or 14-ish
0: yeah, they're... or something. I
1: don't, neither of us know the exact number of what each other has, so we're just going to give them out and um, talk about them as we go. Guess I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, you can oh, go first. All right start um one sec i don't know i have mine like broken up into metal and hip hop and but then there's some that kind of bridge the lines of garage rock or um uh, there wasn't really a whole lot of punk releases this year that i noticed
0: i got i'll start out with one like i just got to check one thing the i just want to know i want to see if i can get the exact date of the release Oh, yeah, I didn't write any of that shit. Oh, okay, cool. All right, well, uh, August 5th of this year, uh, The Interrupters released Into the Wild, or In the Wild, rather, and I've been into that band since, like, probably Fight the Good Fight. I really liked the She's Kerosene song. That really hooked me, and that's when I kind of started going back, listening, and then this release came out, and it's a fucking, I love it, man. It's a fucking banger. And it's just two-tone.
1: Yeah, we talked about Yeah. I think way earlier on in the show, we yep. talked about that when it came out. I think it was in the new and noteworthy episode or was something, it? maybe. I, I don't know. They kind of blend together after yeah. a while. But I well, know we talked about the interrupters a couple times.
0: Well, then, uh since we're mentioning it over and over again, hint, hint, you should probably check that shit out. <laughs> I mean... And it's not, uh, it's not metal or hip hop. It's just, it's fucking ska without horns, man. Like two tone. Um, I think the writings come a long ways. Can ska be ska without horns, though? I don't think so. That's why I think it just be two tone, eh? Yeah. Lyrically, I like it. It's pretty easy, relatable lyrics. You know, you could just tell her writings gotten a lot better. It kind of started out as a sounding like a rancid ish rip off,
1: and now they have their own sound, and it's pretty dope. Yeah, every band kind of, well, not every band, but a lot of bands now, it's hard to come out without sounding like somebody else exactly. already because of, I mean, there's so many things that have been done, it's hard to make something that has never been done. And everybody always wants to compare everything to uh-huh. somebody else anyways, so... On a side note, they they kind of live had album to, is definitely good, too. They kind of had to develop their own sound, Right, you can hear after it. they got their feet planted. Definitely, you can hear it throughout their four LPs. But that is one punk yeah, I didn't, rockish. I guess there was so many metal and hip hop releases Dude. this year for me that I didn't even really venture into any punk things. But the fucking metal I'm guilty is of huge, listening too. to like all the old punk bands that I know and love. Right, and right. Don't really dig into any new ones. And that's something that I'm gonna work on. And that's just where I come in. I know Fildo's been talking about a few bands that he's sent me. Yep. like The Viagra Boys and uh-huh. some other shit. I just haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, the chats. Yep. Yep. That's uh
0: I did I was gonna bring actually bring that band up on this episode, but I wasn't sure of release dates or anything. But I think as far as straightforward punk rock, it's uh pretty refreshing to hear yeah I
1: haven't I have like a list of stuff written down mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> it yeah exactly it's fucking hard
0: man to uh raise a kid and keep a household and a job and then listen to music all day oh wait you work in a record shop you lucky <laughs> bastard yeah <laughs> I do get to
1: listen to music all day anyway What's your uh, first new what a, release? What a Wonderful Life. My, I don't even know where to start here. I'm going to just pull a random one. So, Animals as Leaders, um, Parisia, I believe is how you say the album. Okay. Came out in early part of the year, first few months. I don't remember exactly when. But technical, progressive kind of metal. Um, there's no vocals to this band. I don't know if you're familiar with them I'm or I'm not. not. Uh, I'll have to borrow you the record, but it's just crazy mathematical bass guitar like. Okay, I remember you talking about the mathematical guitar shit. It's like Inve Malmsteen meets Dillinger Escape Plan meets like trying to think of some proggy band, Dream Theater-ish type of really? thing. Yeah, it's like, a it's fucked like, up melting pot right there. They take so many different influences that they have and kind of blend it all together into this cool, crazy I like the no vocal thing sometimes. Deck. I mean, not even sometimes, a lot of times. There was a... We have these two customers here, and uh, they were in here one day, and I was playing it because it had been... I think it was the day it came out or the week of or whatever. Okay. And I ended up selling... I think three or four that day just based off of playing it from people walking in and being like, this is fucking awesome. What is this? Yeah. That's saying something, man. Yeah. Definitely want to check that out. Oh, and as always, we'll put all these in the description for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'll separate it. Ryan's list, Jeremy's list. And then I'll take off any duplicates or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Animals as Leaders, um, definitely check out that album. And then their albums before that are really good, too. But to me, I think this is their best so far. Yeah. They just keep getting better and better. Yeah, I listened to an interview with the guitar player. If I remember correctly, he plays a seven-string. I might be confusing this with the guitar player from Rxpire, too, now that I think about it. But anyway... I remember listening to all their influences and them being like Yngwie Malmstein was one of them and we were trying to figure out how to kind of mesh all these sounds of all the greats and everything and came yeah. out with that album. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it was kind of the same story with Arkspire. Gotcha. Super. Okay, my next
0: one is, I do know, it's like a hardcore band. Terror... They, came, uh, they released Pain Into Power. Um, if you're familiar with Terror, nothing's really changed, which is always good. I mean, it's straightforward hardcore. Uh, Scott Vogel sings. He was in um, some older bands, Buried Alive, Slugfest. And that's like a long time ago. But this Terror record is fucking sick. Sounds great um produced by todd jones he's done a lot of their albums i i don't know how to really describe it aside from st- pretty much straightforward metal influenced hardcore yeah positive they,
1: lyrics um they've pretty much found their niche and stuck yeah, with it right which is good because that's a band that you don't want to try to make them sound like different out el- exactly. like you, know, you don't want them coming out with. Uh, well, this is our acoustic album, or, yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, Scott it Lovel just wouldn't is so work. Yeah, Scott so fucking true to
0: hardcore, like, you'd never do that. Yeah, Terror, I've been listening to Terror since their first album, Lowest of the Low, and I want to say that was over 20 years ago, and I've been a loyal listener, and it's always a band that I can count on. Like Ryan said, you know what you're getting. It's just going to be... Harder breakdowns. Oh, it's very like mosherific, if you will. But that's all I got to say
1: about that. Terror, pain into power. Uh, I just want to check mark my shit as I go along here, so I don't duplicate anything. All right. Um, after that, I have obituaries, cause of death, live infection. Um, obituary released. Slowly we re- rot, live and rotting, and cause of death, live infection. I liked them both. They are really, really good. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Obituary Live, but they're fucking better live than album. That's what (laughs) I am told. And uh, these two live albums I listen to two or three times a week for like two months straight. That's awesome. And I love Cause of Death, but I almost like the live album more. And I've heard you say that. The Chopped in Half shit is so sweet. And just the way that he, I don't know, that like each song kind of flows into another to where... It's just a big story. Yeah, track two ends and then Chopped in Half comes on, or track two might be Chopped in Half, I don't remember. But, you know, one ends and then he kind of slows down and then you hear him just scream Chopped in Half and they start breaking it down and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, snap that fucking CD-DVD on the way out of this episode.
1: Yeah, and if you want the records, I believe I can still get them, too. Word. I bought both of them, and they were both well worth Oh, yeah,
0: I remember. I, was just, I don't know, at that point, I didn't swing it, or I have a lot of obituary, or other shit came out. I don't know.
1: They, have, they released the second single off their new album that's coming out. I don't oh, know if right you checked on. out the first one or not. No, I did but, not. Yeah, so they got two singles... Uh, I believe the album's called "Dying of Everything." Right on. And so far, it sounds like an obituary album. I mean, to me, they really haven't put out a bad record I at all. I would agree. You know what you're getting—that
0: music on vinyl release. Did that come out this year? The slowly
1: rot one. Yeah. No, that or was an l- older one. Oh, okay. It just happened to come back in stock okay. this year. Because that was a f- that dude. That so- that album sounds fucking amazing. I almost uh-huh. want to say the live one sounds better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Than the music on vinyl. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. They did a really good job to the point of where you're like, damn, this is, this sounds Something. like a studio album, but it's a live record. Yeah. I don't know just how like the they did it. But I've heard, so yeah, but I've heard Obituary Live and they do, I mean, that's how they play. Like they are just that Back good. Tight. They don't go above and beyond with special effects or nothing. They're cut and dry and tight and And, neat yeah that's what i like fucking killer sound performance because i know you know people be
0: like well even though you don't like the music they put on a good show and i get that man but i'm like there for the music yeah then and that might work for some bands right like cradle of filth a cradle of filth show i'd fucking love to go see that shit as a show Mm -hmm. but like you said uh obituary i just want to see him fucking play man I don't need to see pyrotechnics and shit. Same thing, like even Metallica. I'd rather see Metallica without any of that. Yeah, you know that. Ain't happening. Oh never. But <laughs> they probably same.
1: have a pretty penny put into every stage performance.
0: Well, I think they and I believe they do two shows a night or not maybe not a night. But maybe not in the any weekend, but it's like Yeah. And they have two completely different sets, so but it's Metallica, dude. They're Get paid like two million a show or something crazy like that.
1: They have a new song out too. Yeah,
0: I listened to it. Album.
1: No, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Listen,
0: I didn't listen to it because I know it's gonna. I know there's gonna be a lot of opinions about it based on their last album, which was fucking pretty good, The hardwired album. But I got. I got a feeling we're gonna get another like loaded or something.
1: Uh, it sounds kind of... Or Load, Reload. I don't know. It's kind of... I don't know, James' voice sounds softer than usual. It doesn't have as much grit to it. Like he quit
0: smoking or something?
1: Maybe. Or it sounds like... Or just a radio rock band. And I mean, at this point, that's what Metallica is. Right. But it's just fucking rock and roll, dude. It's not even metal yeah, at this they're not point, even it doesn't seem like... Boundaries. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna have to look into that as well. I can't remember the name of it. I just remember the cover is yellow. Oh, i It has sure a bunch I of could... burnt things on it.
0: All you'd have to do is, what, type in Metallica's new single, and there's probably a million fucking ways... Yeah, oh, I'm
1: sure it. there's like a million and one reviews on it already. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm interested in.
0: I'll look into that. All right, I'm gonna flip it a little bit, and... I could have brought a lot of different hip-hop, but I knew Ryan would be up on the hip-hop pretty well, too. I bet you he even may have this on his list, but uh, Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Cheat Codes, do That album is so fucking good. Like track three with Raekwon and Kid Sister. That, I love that track. The MF Doom track. Conway's on Saltwater. Is this track, I don't know, there's just, it's fucking good, man. It just sounds And they had Aesop
1: Rocky and Run the Jewels. Oh, yeah, 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 and And Stranger's track. Joey Badass was on there. Yep. Yeah, it was, I mean, I knew with Black Thought that it would be lyrically amazing. He's always really on point with that. Uh, To me, he's one of the best writers that there is in hip-hop. So... I remember hearing the first single, and the beats just fit them. I mean, sometimes you get a producer where it, you know, you give them a beat and it doesn't work with them as well, or their sound or something, or it completely flips it, and sometimes that works, and other times it doesn't. But there are times where the sound, like, immediately complements the artist, and I think on this album that definitely did.
0: Oh, it's like the they're the, like, perfect fucking... MC producer, like blend on this album. Yeah, I forgot
1: that I also have a couple more. I like the little that I brought. piano breakdowns that were in there. I see you have Storm Ruler over there.
0: Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh,
1: I know. Come one. the end of the epi- this episode, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck! I should have put that on there."
0: Well, we can always,
1: we can always tell you
0: about more. I have actually I have the physical some of the physical copies with me as reference, so bear with me.
1: I'm gonna give another hip hop one. Give another. Uh, the I think the most listened to album hip hop wise for me this year was Marlo Three, and Marlo is a group of two artists. Originally, when Marlo first came out with the record, I just thought it was. One dude, right? because like, the name Marlowe seems like it's just a singular name. And it's a producer named Low Range, and the artist is Solomon Brigham. And uh, it, come, it came out on Mellow Records, or Mellow Music Records, I'm sorry. And the first two projects I loved, but I think this one, to me, was the best one. Yeah. I don't know if you checked it out yet, but it's a almost jazzy hip-hop. Yeah, you know? I've streamed you know? them. Yeah. And, but it still has that very basement sound to it. to where It kind of reminds me almost of a Slum slum Village kind of. Yeah, yep. But I like Low Range's beats a lot. He's done some stuff with like Del the Funky Homo Sapien and a bunch of other people, and he's put out like even just a few beat tapes of his own. And he, I don't know, he incorporates a lot of cool different orchestral sounds into his shit yeah and like that's tight lo-fi type of i'd
0: I like, like to him, listen man. to his um just his beat albums i've been on a kick like that
1: lately yeah i got a really my favorite beat album this year i have on there too um but past life and hold the crown Lamelo. um there was a whole bunch of really good tracks on the whole album but those were a few of mine on there and I mean, I was listening to it this morning still, Fuckin and it man. was in my, I think it was my most played hip hop album, like on my Apple Music, because yeah. there's no physicals out of it yet. I was listening to the Interrupters yesterday
0: when I really didn't need to, but I just can't help it's like that, you know?
1: It's
0: just uh sometimes that shit hits you like that.
1: Yeah. Takes a while to wear out an album. Fuck so. yeah, when you really love it. Yep. And then there are some that never wear out or some I might listen to endlessly and Mm -hmm. then I don't pick it up for two years and then I listen to it endlessly again. And you're like,
0: why haven't I been listening to this? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, dude. But we all go on those little kicks, you know, of like waves of all I want to listen to is folk music. I haven't really done that lately, but I'll give you another metal album that came out. Well, yeah, I could say it's metal, metal, hardcore. I don't know. Grindcore. Yeah, Grindcore. See, I just like not to... Keep up with all the
1: dumb labels. Yeah, with all just the... It's so yeah. hard, dude, no, to no.
0: be like, Grindcore, <laughs> Moshcore, whatever the fuck. It's yeah. Lorna Shores, Pain Remains. This fucking album is so bad. Like, I, it has everything, basically, that I love about Grind. And uh, the first track on the album is all or, like orchestral and shit, and it sounds like... You're a fucking Dark Lord of the Sith about to fucking chop little Anakin's head off, dude. It is so fucking mean sounding. And then it breaks into the song, and it's just, oh, it's so fucking
1: badass, dude. It just, it, it gives me a little hard on every time I hear it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I listened to it when I was at the gym like a couple weeks ago when it came out. It is really good. I haven't like, I like the band a lot, but mm-hmm. I haven't fell in love with them yet. Yeah, dude. I, I It'll take think me a though. while to get there. But, but I was listening to a... I do like the guy's vocal style yeah. a lot, though. It reminds me a lot of Cattle Decapitation, where he's got the Lows. high and low range. Yep. And I don't even really care for Cattle Decapitation myself. I fucking love Cattle and Decapitation. that's what I hear. I guess that's I like... just
0: never got into them, you know? Yeah.
1: That's like the one grindcore band that I really like. like. Right. Some of that shit. Is almost too much. Like, I never really got into Pig Destroyer. Me Um, me neither. You know, some of that shit, I just, not my thing. Right. You know, but Cattle Decapitation does it well with uh, the singer's crazy octave range. Yeah, I I love the highs on this album. Yeah, Yeah, I like it a lot, too. I just haven't spent enough time with it yet.
0: They were suggested to me through my title app, and it was before this album came out, and it was uh, an EP or something that they were playing. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did I miss this shit? Yeah. And then, like, a month later, this album came out, and I was like,
1: super stoked. So I can't uh, remember who I seen them open up for, but I seen them in like 2015 or 16. Oh, right on. In Grand Rapids. I'm trying to think of who it was, but yeah, I don't remember. it. But I believe that was with the old singer before they switched to the new guy, because I know somewhere in there that he left and went to a different band. Right. And there's a bunch there's of a different guy that came yeah, in. Yeah. There's a.
0: We could probably almost do a mini episode on the weird shit that happens in bands, but. Oh uh, yeah, this came out on Century Media. What, like a month ago? Month. Yeah, and a half ago? Month and a half, maybe. Uh, the writing on it too is. Not typical for, like, that style of music either. I think it's got a more, um, um, I don't want to say emotional, because I don't want it to sound emo, but you know what I mean? There's actual, they're not talking about, like, you know, fucking people up the ass with machetes and shit, you know?
1: (laughs) That's why I like cattle decapitation, because they don't do that either. It's more about, like, saving the world and being a vegan and stuff. Right. And that's... Such an interesting take on being a metal band to me, because like who, nobody else has done that, or at least not that I know of. Oh, with the well, I like Dying Fetus
0: for the same reason; they're you know super political. Yeah. But pushing the pushing the vegan thing and or climate saving the world, climate change like and things like that. that. Yep. And then of course, if you go way back, you can say Earth Crisis kind of started that whole fucking thing of really pushing it. But I'll have to check
1: that shit out though, man, definitely. cattle Yeah. The the best album to me is the Anthropocene era. I, maybe it's the, maybe forever. it's the Anthropocene extinction and there's a song called era. I don't remember, but one of
0: the two. Like I like we always say, man, that's like like that's a band that I just ignored and now like 20 years later 25 years later it's like what the fuck why wasn't i listening to this all <laughs> yeah
1: long? yeah it's, but it's fun when that happens because it gives you something new to exactly. dig into exactly so now you know there's fucking what eight
0: albums or so how many eight something like that yeah i think their later stuff's better than the early stuff okay so yeah that's a lot of to go through and have fun with
1: yeah did you just go last or did i i did, you did. With- Oh, right, Lorna Shore. I got distracted by Cattle Decapitation. Um, My favorite death metal release this year uh, was Immolation's Acts of God, which that was their 11th studio album. And to me, this is another band that has not put out a bad record to date. But this one is definitely in their top five. It's cut and dry death metal. I mean, it's heavy fucking deep but i like how deep his vocals are like his gutturals are, are just, just real strong yeah and i have another band on here because but yeah i was listening to that I, I had the album in when it came in it has all that artwork on it that you were talking about where there's like fucking michael killing satan or some shit yeah like yeah, yeah yeah um bunch of really cool artwork on it they did a ton of different versions for this album like different colorways, different box sets. I think they did a long box CD and some other weird random oh, shit. shit that they don't typically do anymore. Long box cassette, dude. I that might have been Metallica there Black too. Album. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Typo Negative just had a long box did put they? out of dead again. Yeah, I can but see yeah, that. Immolation, Acts of God. If you're not familiar with the band, then you should be if you're into death metal because they've been doing it for a long time. I think 91 was their first release. Perfect. And so, thirty-one years now, and to stay that consistent in death metal is hard to do. Cause did they come out of that whole Florida scene? No, nah, they were from New York. Oh, okay. So that makes they it were like more one of the only Yonkers bands that were a death metal band to come out of there nice. in that time. Nice. I have to look into that too. It's always it's never ending. <laughs> With metal, it's hard. When I was reading. I was looking up like lists of best shit to come out to see because yeah. you always miss something in your own head. So I'm going through my own libraries trying to see what yeah. I added this year and seeing what I put on my Discogs this year and shit, bought. I did all and, like, the same shit. I was looking through some lists and there was like some that were 100 albums in metal. Yeah, and i'm gonna say like 50 of the bands i never even heard of agreed like there's a new metal band overnight like literally every single day and it is impossible to keep up with all of them
0: i i um it's kind of like you say metal um i'm same thing in hardcore i hear about new bands popping up all the time and it's like but through other podcasts or um other bands or whatever, and it's like, you, yeah, you can't keep up, dude. It's never ending, literally. Like you said, every day. If you have like a Bandcamp or SoundCloud, twenty-four-seven, you could be on that. You're not gonna, you're not even gonna come close. Nah. To fifty percent, you know. Anyway, I'll go back to hip hop. Finny Paz's new record, "Tortured in the Name of God's Unconditional Love," is the name of the album. I fucking love it. Um, I'm a big fan of any Paz.
1: I still haven't listened to it yet. Actually, I'm gonna add it. Yeah, dude, to it's my fucking dope. Apple Music, as you're talking about it. Uh, track two is called "Invisible Ether"
0: and uh, it features Method Man, and it's produced by Stu Bangas, and Method Man starts out. Method Man does the first sixteen. It and the beat, dude. Everything is fucking killer, man. It's so sick. And then Vinny does the uh, last sixteen. That's the second track. Um, there's a couple of singles out for it. That's a fucking dope name for a song. Yep. um, the song "Heroin on a Harpoon" is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, Rambo Knife's cool. I never heard of this dude, Boo Bronx.
1: I've never heard of Boo
0: Bronx either.
1: But I do see Vinny Paz on Instagram, like shouting out all these really, really underground artists. Yeah, like, he's
0: all, he's a major supporter of fucking
1: yeah. underground hip hop. Like I'll hardcore. click on their profile that he adds, and some of them have like less followers than I do. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm dude. like, damn, I didn't know. Like, so I've followed a few people that I have found through Vinny Paz that way. So That's I'm dope. sure he's putting people on his music too, because yeah. I've seen him do features on like Daniel Sun stuff and yeah. rigs things and shit like that. So I know he's big into supporting the people that are independent and
0: yeah, this dude that's been on his
1: popping up on his album
0: since Cornerstone of the Corner Store. Uh what the Um where's his name? It's like uh Erman or E A
1: E M O N Oh, Iman? Yeah, he um, he does a lot of hooks. Yeah, he's like... He was a singer that did the uh, I Don't Want You Back song. Oh, see, I heard
0: about him. I learned
1: about him through Vinny.
0: I think that was the same guy. And uh, he's kind of, you know, he reminds me of a street guy but can actually sing, you know? Like, he has a good fucking voice yeah like it's the same 90s beat. like ladies smooth fucking sounding shit you know yeah and then over that hard ass it's 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 a good album um it kind of it just reminds me of like uh like tough guy hardcore is like tough guy hip-hop man it's
1: just like that's how good. jedi mind always was right it was very militant almost uh, same oh. with like Ill Bill and yep, all that shit heavy like, metal kings and Army of the Pharaohs yeah. was and shit. Just going too. down the list of yeah. fucking all, all the good shit. I always loved Esoteric and Army of the Pharaohs. Yeah. Like even before Zarface was a thing, yep, uh, he was like my favorite. I don't know his accent and shit it's just tight. makes his flow really dope. It's true. It's the same with like RZA. Like he, there's nobody that sounds like RZA. There's nobody that sounds like Esoteric.
0: And it. And Rizzo's and timing is really... Strange. What, yeah, yeah, it
1: sets him apart. It's like, what? It and, bad? like, the way he says square is, like, square. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're and saying. And Like, I don't know. He just has... His his dialect, like, his pronunciation of words yeah. is, gives him a really unique way to come about rapping. Yeah, listen to Triumph. Rizzo
0: on the Triumph, that shit really stands out. Perpendicular to the square. Like that. Yeah.
1: Angle like, plural. Escape from the dragon's lair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, speaking of esoteric, I'm going to say <laughs> Zarface Zarmageddon was another release that came out in 2022.
0: And okay, I have that one on my list as well. I figured well.
1: you would. I was actually looking, and I was like, oh, yeah, that did come out this year. Because it was, I like, pretty it. it was pretty early on, so uh-huh. I felt like it was the end of last year. But I had to check it because I'm like,
0: when did the – I'm like – I feel like I got the lunchbox. Yep. Like in spring. Yeah.
1: So well, that came out like after the fact. That's what so, I mean. Yeah. So it's
0: like I wasn't sure either.
1: Yeah, I really like the the beats on this album by the Zarkies. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. People that do their beats. Uh, I just cool. like how everything kind of sounded like video game soundtrack music, yeah. but with hip hop drums to it. Yep. And, like, the Zarlak Pit and Damien's Dinner Time. And, you know, the artwork was really cool on the album. The oh, record came with um trading cards. And then the Lunchbox had the Series 2 trading cards. And if you open up the gatefold on the record, it has, like, the little spots to put the trading cards yep. in and whatnot. But they always put out really cool things for... Record store days and shit like that, and I mean the guy that does their artwork, his name's Lamore Supreme, and he's all at, like every single sick. every single time that he comes out with a Zarface album, it's the artwork is like what stands out uh-huh. about it immediately. Yep,
0: you know you're getting um, some good shit though when you, I mean I've never been disappointed in a Zarface release. No. Nah. Um, See now I can't remember again if it was early this year or late last year when they um they came out with the um Carnage song that they did for like Oh, for Venom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, let, there, was, be, let there be be carnage. Year. Yeah. Yeah, I I got that and that's fucking badass too and the cover on that is done by the same dude, I think. Yep. And it looks like it looks he got away with drawing it. Without it looking like Marvel, but knowing what's going on and it's still fucking cool.
1: It's definitely Marvel inspired the yep. artwork. Like his artwork's very Jack Kirby. Yeah, but, yeah. But he puts his own twist on it. Definitely,
0: I love that spacey fucking shit. Yeah, definitely lets lets the nerd come out. All the Star Wars references oh, that they yeah, put in there. Everything stuff, dude. is sick. Like yeah, all of, um, they have uh, like WWE. F-fucking references all over the place. It's just okay. like a nerd's fucking dream hip-hop group, really. Um, you go ahead now. That was on me. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go with... Municipal Waste, Electrified Brain. This band's been around a little bit. But I was just aware of them. This year, this release, came out on Nuclear Blast. Uh... It's pretty straightforward metal.
1: It's very thrashy inspired. it's like... You can tell just by the artwork. Yeah, it
0: gives you... It's like that 80s vibe, you know, thrashy shit. But it's fucking tight sounding. It's produced very well. Uh, I love the vocals. Some of my favorite tracks are like Demoralizer, uh, High Speed Steel. I mean, I got funny names and shit, you know. Crank the Heat. Ten Cent Beer Night. You know, and then people call you, and you're trying to, like, do a podcast.
1: No phones in the recording booth, sir. And, uh, anyway. Yeah, check it out. My kid has that CD. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. It is a good album. I just didn't... That's one of those things, like, I've heard every single album they've put uh, out. And they all sound kind of like but that. But, like, Twice. Yeah, And, like, I yeah. never, like, go back to them for whatever reason. They're a sweet band, and I like them. I just, I don't know. It yep. doesn't hit my normal radar of things. And I think I've said that before on here. Yeah, I love, I I, I wouldn't say I'm in love with them, but I definitely
0: dig them, and it's, a, you know, came out this year. Pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Um, Some more hip-hop. For, this is a, just a beat tape. Um, Detroit producer Apollo Brown, This Must Be The Place. Uh, this is just very laid back, mellow, cool sounding beats. Um, the record comes out like next week, maybe, or the week after, right or now. this week. I mean, or might be the following, but sometime this month. Yeah, and I mean, I played this a whole shitload throughout the summer and stuff to, yeah. at the store. Like, and people loved it. It's just really laid back, cool, chill sounding. It's good driving music. It's good just put on if you don't know what the hell you want to hear type of music and it like like, fills that gap to where you're like
0: oh man this is really good yeah and you're not you don't have to like necessarily pay attention to the lyrics yeah you know at the time if you have
1: like shit going on and for a beat tape i mean he did uh quite well with it i've seen it charting on streaming services and whatnot but i mean he's a damn good producer like he Really hasn't put out any bad sounding beats. I know I haven't heard all the stuff he does because he's a busy dude and works with many many people. Is but he? Uh, I've heard quite a bit of it. Associated with any label or? Uh, he, he was much on. on his own? I don't know if he's still on Mellow Music Group, but I know he used to be. Oh, okay, that's he cool. Originally, you know, Ugly Heroes, right? hmm He originally was the producer for all of that. Oh, okay. And like Red Pill, he was his producer as well and oh yeah that red pill album's fucking dope i haven't listened to that in a while yeah so that was that he produced that Mm. i'm gonna have to listen to that too well i don't remember if he did that one in particular but But he's done stuff with him. him yeah
0: okay you might have this one on your list bloodbath survival of the sickest
1: I didn't have it on there. Oh, really? It should be, but I didn't okay. have it on. I had so many damn metal albums that I was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, yeah, this fucking band's the shit. Uh, Ryan told me
0: about them, and I uh, pretty much instantly hooked. They That's, can't...
1: to me the best death metal supergroup. Yeah, hurt.
0: definitely. I was gonna say, uh, they haven't put they put out what three albums, four albums, three? I'm trying to remember, I think there's four. Maybe there's an EP. Nah, know. there's more than that. Is there? I think that's the sixth. So, oh, okay. Well, I think I have three of them. Anyway, yeah, fucking amazing, dude. Side A contains som- Zombie Inferno, Purifying Corpse, Dead Parade, Malignant Maggot Therapy, Carved. Yeah, it's it's just fucking sick, Sorry. dude. And then the they last had a song. few. Go ahead. The oh, last song, No God Before Me, I do enjoy.
1: They had a few lineup changes throughout, but um, Resurrection Through Garnage was their first debut, and that had Michael from Opeth singing at the time. Yep. And then Nightmares Made Flesh switched to Peter... I don't remember okay, how to that... say his last name, tangrinton or yep. something like that, but I he's the singer one. from Hypocrisy. And then... Michael comes back in again after that album for The Fathomless Mystery, and then it goes back to Peter again, yeah. and then he's the singer for the following three and on that right. album. But yeah, that's the sixth record. Okay. Um, and then there's Dan Suano, who was the original, I don't know if it's Suano or Sueno, but he was the original producer for Opus Records. He's been in Edge of Sanity. and. Um, oh, Edge of Sanity's great witherscape and i'm trying to think of what other maceration and just a whole bunch like he's produced countless notable albums right throughout so you know metal. what you're getting and he has that? like one of my favorite screams just in general in metal and i actually have macerations it never ends on my list for oh, best right of 2022 on. so this band released one album 30 years ago and never put out another album because they were all from other bands and right. went to work on other projects and shit. And then they just recently put out this album out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And it's, it's fucking, fucking awesome. awesome. Yeah, dude. And he has like one of the deepest guttural but clearest screams. It's like Michael from Opeth. You can definitely tell they were both inspired by each right, other. Right, right. But I put that on there. And it only just recently came out, like, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a month ago or something. Survival of the Sickest? No, um, the Maceration. Oh, Survival of the Sickest was like October, I think, yeah. or something like that. And um, But the record for this album I'm talking about comes out uh, next Friday. Oh, okay. It's on my, on my birthday. Gotcha. I ordered some in because I was like, oh, birthday present to myself.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna mention a couple of record store day releases that I uh, enjoyed from this year. Would be that surprised me. Jefferson Airplanes live at the Monterey Pop Festival. I thought that was gonna sound kind of muffled and shitty. That sounds fucking great, dude. Like clear, like it was.
1: Usually Monterey Pop Festival it, records do.
0: Like it sounded, like it was recorded yesterday.
1: Like, kind of like Red Rocks. Yeah, you know that it's gonna sound really, really good, and just um, the acoustics there alone are amazing. Yeah,
0: dude, it's and they're the versions, you know, they do like all their like big songs at the time on there, but mm-hmm. it's like right in between two records, um, Realistic pillow and the one I'm following, I can't recall the name of it yet, and then um, so that was that was enjoyable, a good surprise, and then even that Doors live. In Paris is pretty fucking dope. The Paris Blues, I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. called. Yeah, 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 Paris Blues. Um, And they do, like, Little Red Rooster. And you can definitely, like, in that, you can definitely hear the inspiration of Iggy. Like, when Iggy saw the doors in Ann Arbor, and that's what made him want to sing and shit, you can hear that kind of, like, it sounds like er- Iggy on like his first couple solo records where he has that real deep. Yep. It's crazy. Like, you're like, oh. And I think it's one of the better better performances of Jim Morrison because he doesn't, he doesn't sound completely fucking wasted. um out, yeah. yeah. Um, I know those are older bands, but I just wanted to put that out there. If you get a chance that to hear those. shit still came out
1: this year, technically. Yeah,
0: If you get a chance and you're into that, you know.
1: Classic rock, if you will. That shit sounds dope. Uh, you got more stuff on your list, too? Um, I think so. Okay. I'm going to let you do another one since I just did. And then... Oh, I have another. I, got, I think I got four or five more.
0: I really enjoy this... Uh, oh, worm.
1: Worm. Yeah. I, was, I, like, had that on there and then was second-guessing myself. And I,
0: and I actually listened to this more than survival of the sickest i think yeah i fuck i i just really i like this worm album the fuck i got more than the uh
1: one that came out before it even see i'm the reverse with it yeah blue i like both of them a lot uh the dude's dirty grungy vocal right. style with his screams like i i think they're an awesome band but i like the forever glade one slightly more yeah. but that one is sounds more polished and clean i think that's kind of like it creates this kind of atmospheric tone that like uh-huh. goes with how the cover of it looks yeah, like it's yeah. dark and wet and yeah yeah if
0: you close, yeah it's like definitely i like closing my eyes and listening to it because it takes you on a little trip dude but yeah. it's like heavy
1: as fuck and I like how their songs need time to kind of build up. Like, right, it doesn't just right. start out, like, blast beats and screaming. Oh, no, it like, builds up the tension. It builds up a minute or two, yeah, and then you sick. break down into some heavy shit and kind of walk back, and then you all of a sudden fall into a pit of spikes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> And you're like, holy shit, this is heavy. And, I mean, I th- that's what I like about it is
0: it takes, like, you have to sit down and fucking listen to it. It's not like a Ramon song... Yeah. You know? And sometimes you want to sit down and fucking try to relax. Oh, that's how I relax, listening to fucking music that
1: makes you not want to relax, but you know how it is. So well, you almost need to relax to be able to pay attention to exactly. all the things that are going on. I think exactly. that's how, like, metal people relax to non calming yep. music, but you need to be able to hear this shit and, and like sit and yeah, listen to it.
0: if you it's a headphone listener for sure dude i think that's that oh i had also storm ruler was another band sacred rikes and black magic but honestly know the uh previous album better
1: yeah I'm very familiar with the one you have in your hand because it was my car CD for like oh, yeah. two and a half weeks.
0: It was stuck in my uh, OPPO for a while too, <laughs> and I'd just play it over and over.
1: Yeah, it's a great album, and I'm curious to hear what they do continuing forward because they only have the two out so yeah, far. So, and they're, they're heading in the right direction, so um, I have Devil Masters, Ecstasies of Neverending Night, which we've talked about. Probably three or four times already. Right. And like Jeremy said earlier with the interrupters, I mean if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go listen to the shit. I'm not gonna bore you to death by repeating what it is again. Uh punk influence, black metal kinda, you know, it kinda bridges the gap of the two and keeps yeah. that punk tempo, but with black metal style vocals and lyrical content. But great band, great album. And another one that came out this year that I really liked was Sumerland's Dream Killer. Shit, I left that at home. That was (laughs) the one that I was like, Do you want to put it on there? Yeah, yeah, because I was listening to it this morning and was like, Because I hadn't in a few weeks or a few months maybe. And I listened to it and was like, Oh, yeah, this was really good. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I put it on there and. It's a, I didn't love it at first because of the vocal style through me. But once okay. you actually like listen to it, it's very 80s metal influence. You know, it's fast thrashy music, but sounds modern. But you can tell where the influence lies. And but the it's, music is good. Yeah, it's really good. And it's not just like Slayer fast thrashy. It's technical thrashy. It's like Crimson Glory kind of or yeah, like yeah, shit yeah. like that. Um, I like that album quite a bit too.
0: I didn't think um, when you first told me about them, and you're like, "Dude, just try to look past
1: the vocals."
0: Yeah. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh shit, he's right." Yeah. Once you but like
1: I, listen to the music, you don't even notice the vocal style 'cause because right. it goes so well with the music.
0: Exactly. Like, and you there's can't even points sounding of, any different. Yeah.
1: It wouldn't work if they were like screaming over it. It'd right. sound weird. But there's points that. I heard, like, some candle mass influence on there. Right where on. His vocals got kind of slow yeah. and operatic almost. Yep. Uh, all right, what else you got? That's pretty much uh, what I have. Cool. I'm going to say one that you're going to be like, fuck, I totally missed that. Okay. Jack White's Fear of the God, Dawn. Yeah, I <laughs> fucking knew it. As soon as you said that, I was like, fuck. Um, yeah, I,
0: but that's obviously, that's... Yeah.
1: Jack White had two records this year, "Fear of the Dawn" and "Entering Heaven Alive," both of which were really good. If you haven't, we did a rev, or if you haven't heard it, we did a review on his album on like our second episode, which at this point probably sounds terrible because that was our second episode. But go back and go back anyway. and listen to it anyways, because we did break it down quite a bit. And
0: uh, I do like "Fear of the Dawn" more than.
1: I to, but it was just because it was more electric and lively. And Heidi Ho was such a cool collaboration right. with Q Tip that it was, I guess, I mean, I, that to me, like, made the record. But all the cool different effects and sounds, like, in his guitar yeah, that he yeah, used. Yeah. And I know he even had custom guitars made for the tour, like, three or four of yeah, them.
0: Yeah, so he could p- so pull he could, all that shit up. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I really like him. Pushing his own boundaries. Like, right. he's and like, that's it's like why he's I like that album himself. more than the
0: other one. Yeah. Because I feel like he's pushing himself on Fear of the Dawn, but then not so much. He's kind of, it's more classic
1: Jack White on the. Yeah, it's more like along this. the lines of like Blunderbuss. Which is not saying like that. that it sucks by any means. It's fucking no, it's awesome. It's still a great album, but it's not the, Fear gr- of the Dawn Garage hairstyle. Rock Electric style Jack White. Right. It's the more. Folk rock style, Exa- perfect, exactly, definitely. Um, then I have Ghosts in Para, which uh, my son and I saw a ghost in February, and they were awesome. I was actually watching the videos from the concert this morning because I took—we were front row, like on the guardrail—and yeah, yeah. I took some really cool videos that turned out awesome. Okay. Typically, concert videos turn out like shit, but when you're like in reaching distance of the stage, that's pretty, and they dope. turn out pretty good. But I I played the shit out of this album just because it was so catchy. And I don't know, like, I struggled with ghosts the first times I heard them. Uh-huh. I was like, eh, whatever. And I don't know. It's like the magic numbers three because everybody that I know that's heard the band, uh-huh. if they didn't like them to begin with, they grew on them and they were like, I can't stop listening to this shit because uh, right. it's like, satanic pop music almost like yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Like they draw you in with their sounds but then each of their albums has a takes place at a different point in time like there's the bc era there's the black plague era there's the transylvanian era there's the dawn of new revolution etc and the singer always has costume changes and everything's like very per fucking album theatric. Like it's very theatrical yeah, yeah, okay. and he wears a prosthetic face, like different ones during shows, and dresses up like a pope or like a you know like 1920s like suave debonair dude. Aren't they like, like a seven-time Grammy award-winning band? From this album, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, they sound a lot different from when they started. I think. Yeah. But I still like them quite a bit. I mean, the album's really fun. Dude, they uh, they've got I uh, I don't listen to them
0: just like for everyone out there because i'm uh i don't know i just whatever they I don't have grown a, on you yet. right <laughs> and i just find it speaking of that i find it I crazy did, that it's a band singing about satan finally got some fucking recognition i think that's, that's what's cool. awesome
1: to me about them is right. like if you listen to their lyrics and you take those lyrics and be like okay Give me George Corpse Grinder singing this stuff. It's metal as fuck. You're right. But they present it in like a poppy, catchy sounding way. And like they had a concert where they had all these kids on stage singing um about Satan and Lucifer yeah, and all like this shit choir. like a choir. Yeah, that's dope. And they have nuns that like pass out condoms at their concerts and shit and like just some of the stuff that's in the content of their music is very biblical and gory and bloody uh-huh. but they present it in like a orchestral but poppy kind of way depending oh, on which record you're getting and I don't know, it's a really cool unique band and like they blend together a cool formula to make really catchy music but good stage performance with really cool theatrics and You know, all their makeup's really awesome and everything that they come out with. They're doing something right, man.
0: I've seen that basically be
1: that album's like number
0: one on a lot of people's websites, people's lists as the best release this year.
1: Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It wasn't my favorite ghost record, but it was definitely really good. And I actually did bring you an older ghost record to check out with me. Because I knew when we got to this, we'd get to the conversation of you don't listen to him. <laughs> so now I'm right. going to give you the chance to let him go right. on you. Because this is the album that like, I think would connect you to him first. Like, gotcha. I think if I gave you Impera, you'd kind of be like, eh, it's all right. But like this record is more like you're attending church with all the songs and everything, Yeah. but all the songs are about Satan. Um, and it's a really cool cathedral rock sounding album
0: i will go into it with an open mind
1: sir um give me one second i got a phone call to answer yes sir okay back from the phone call i don't remember what i last said but i know i was talking about ghost yeah you're Um, gonna lend me yep i brought you a year zero or not oh. Year Zero, Infestusoman is the name of the album. Year Zero is the single off the album, I'm sorry. But anyways, I'm going to rattle off these last two here, talk about them for a minute, and then we're going to wrap it up here so we're not pushing too far past an hour, just so we don't lose anybody's attention. This is another one that I'm going to say that you're going to be like, why didn't I say that? Because <laughs> uh, I was like, why didn't you say that? Uh, but Benny the Butcher's Tana Talk 4. okay. I got a defense mechanism. I got defense for that. Okay.
0: I didn't have. A, I the didn't... court will now hear your defense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't sure if that came out in 2022, or came out in like 20 <clears throat> came out earlier and then got released now. Oh,
1: okay. I see what you I mean. Was yeah, because sometimes they do stuff like that. Yeah, I, I wasn't but sure. But either way, yeah, it came I out fucking in love that. April, if I remember correctly and I'm still waiting on my fucking physical copy. Yeah, the physical copies probably will come out sometime next year. Mm-hmm. It takes a whole year for Empire to press up shit. I'm surprised they didn't mess up the Joey Badass records because I didn't realize that they did them. It, but, right, right. But yeah, uh, Tana Talk 4 is the follow-up to Tana Talk 3, obviously. Um, I personally like 3 more, but 4 was also a really good Uh, Ten More Crack Commandments was like a continuation of Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments. And Johnny P's Caddy, which was a song about his father. Super Plug. Super Plug. And, you know, he had songs with West Side Gun on there and a bunch of, I think he had J. Cole on a song. And I can't really remember who else off the top of my head, but Uh I know he had a handful of features that really complemented the album well. But Benny the Butcher, to me, is like my I mean, he's my favorite artist of the last few years in hip-hop.
0: Mine, too, man.
1: I agree. And he puts out the most consistent body of work. I didn't really care for Burden of Proof. Some people liked it more than others on it. Like, it had a few good songs, but I liked I liked the dirtier when he was oh, making beats with Alchemist and Derringer uh-huh. and stuff like that. I think it complements his sound more. But Like
0: the Griselda shit? Yeah. yeah.
1: But he can do, like... Like Tanner Talk four yeah, was a yeah. little more polished sounding, but he still made it sound dirty.
0: Yeah, I thought Johnny P.'s
1: caddy sounded
0: real dirty. Yeah. Like it had that street sound to it. Yep. But yeah, Benny the Butcher is definitely my new favorite like new favorite rapper as far as you know, like I've heard in the last, like you said, five years or whatever. Yeah. I mean Freddie Gibbs is amazing too.
1: Um, yeah, I got a list of a whole bunch like yeah. Rome Streets is really good, Ransom, um Danielson, Ty Ferris, etc. Yep, yep. But um and that leads me to my last release with Ty Ferris's Fluorescent Mud, which came out this year, but or er, Yeah, okay. It came out this year, but was recorded, I think, in 2018, if I remember correctly. But it never was released anywhere up until now. Okay. So I'm still counting it as 2022.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, And I know you're still waiting on it. He just got them on Thursday, so we should have it next week sometime. Yeah, I just want to fucking jam the shit. Yeah, Yeah, I do too. But he um, updated the group I'm in with him and showed that everybody would, would be getting their stuff soon. Fucking A. Which is, like, right around the time where he said it would be, like, end yeah, of yeah. end of November. And then yeah. you got to think, with the end of November being holiday weekend oh, kind of yeah, shit, it backs up shipping. And I talked so, to uh,
0: my mailman yesterday, and he's like, I'm not getting a day off till
1: after New Year's. Like, they're yeah. already... Oh, yeah, they're already up. way backed up. I've been getting all my orders for the record stores two days instead of... They're right. But, yeah, Fluorescent Mud was... A Good project um deadly dialogue, bashing heads, mental tats, et cetera were good uh my some of my favorite songs. the producer was um Seb bash, I believe was his name, and that cocaine fucking trilogy is fucking dope too, yep, he's doing five soon oh'cause right there's on. one, I two, just, three, and four that was one and then he's putting out you. five pretty soon, and then he also just recently the, the tongue twist Uh, recently released a project called pain for your vein i believe it's on bandcamp but that just came out friday and that was kind of like a little ep it's not a full studio album but that just got released so definitely go check that out i'm typing that in right now it's got some cool artwork to it i don't remember the name of the dude who did the artwork (laughs)
0: I typed in, it's what, pain in your vein? Pain for your vein. All right, I typed in pain for your vein. Yeah, so I'm going to have to search Cleveland Clinic. I love searching for shit like this.
1: (laughs) You might have to go on Bandcamp. Oh, I'm going to. If not, I'll I'll message him and get the link to wherever it is and send it to you. All right. But yeah, anyway, that's uh, making sure I didn't miss anything on my list. Yeah, that wraps it up for me. I did have, like, originally when I walked into here, I had 20 or 22 things on the list, and I had to clear it down a little because I knew that would run into being to, like, a two-hour episode. And I didn't want to just keep going and going and going, and I actually have to get going from here to go do some stuff. But there are a ton of notable releases throughout 2022, And obviously we don't have time to put every single one out there as much as I would like to. But definitely go check out, you know, best list of twenty twenty two and whatever your favorite genre of music is and check out the new stuff because not everybody can sit and listen to the same old thing over and over and over again. Exactly. You gotta broaden your horizon. And I wanna say
0: on average three hundred to five hundred albums a week are released. Whether they're yeah. represses or not, new bands, like it, a week. It's fucking crazy, man. Yep.
1: So keep that in mind. All right. That's all I got. Thank you for tuning into the show. And we will be back next week with some more things for you.
0: Thanks to everybody We don't know what
1: yet, but we'll figure that out. I had an idea that clicked earlier on in the show, and now I forgot what it was. (laughs) I should have wrote it down.
0: Dad, I have to write
1: shit down. We got talking, and I forgot. But anyway, I'm out of here. Thank you again. Thanks for uh,
0: tuning in, and uh, shout out to uh, Phil, though. What's up with those tapes, homie?